Jim Rockford. At the tone, leave your name and message. I'll get back to you. Hi, Jim. It's Jamie at the police impound. They picked up your car again. Lately, they've been driving it more than you have. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to $200 a day plus expenses, a Rockford Piles podcast. I'm not even going to say it's not the Rock because frankly, Steve, it is the, to me, it is the Rockford Files podcast. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, okay. Cool. Cool. I'm glad cool. you just completely we'll acquiesced. I appreciate it. It was yep. a great deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Dave. It's minus 20 out. He's Steve. What's it like there in Halifax? Dave? It, well, it's minus six, but minus 13 with wind chill. Mm. You don't want to get me started on what with the, what, what, what with the wind chills like here today. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's actually, it, the wind chill isn't that bad because it, it's, it's quite calm out. Uh, we went grocery shopping this morning, so right. broken area coming up. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, uh-huh. it's, it's one of those days that looks cold. Like you just look at the air and go, that air somehow looks cold. I don't know how that yeah. works. Yeah. I don't know the physics of it, but the air looks even, cold. Even the air molecules are going, Burr! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. You can see the little bits of nitrogen and oxygen going, yeah. I'm freezing. Yeah. It's, it was pretty, pretty chilly. Uh, it was also pretty chilly on December the 5th, 75. That's a segue, Ooh. my friend. Uh, I'm assuming I, perhaps there was a thaw of some sort, but, uh, when the, this episode season two, episode 12 of the Rockford files, the reincarnation of Angie aired. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, this is one I liked it. I, I, I it had, had me guessing all the way through. So I thought that yeah. was cool. I didn't know what was going on. And that, yeah. I, I like a mystery. That's actually a mystery. Yeah. Um, so in, on December 5th, what's going on? Still no chart in Canada because. We didn't care. Um, the guy's on vacation. I think I, exactly. The guy from the, the chum chart is on, on on vacation. In the States, it's Fly Robin Fly Again by Silver Connection. It is literally the worst disco song I've ever heard. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so bad. Bohemian Rhapsody still big guy. in the yeah. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody is still in the UK. Again, we've talked about Bohemian Rhapsody and how it's yeah. overdone. And Australia is still ABBA. Mamma Mia. I hate ABBA. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I just don't like them. And I didn't when I was a kid either. Do you, do you like ABBA? I'm okay with ABBA. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I have like a visceral reaction to them, which is stupid. I, I mean, know. I realize it's completely irrational. Don't misunderstand. Yeah. <laughs> but I have that reaction to them. Let's see movies. Uh, what's the big movie thing? Let's do it again. I still don't know what that is. I um, know. I probably should look that up at some point. <laughs> because it's been the number one movie for like the last four weeks. <laughs> I, I've never heard of it. Uh, let's go on to the real news. Uh, let's see. Gerald Ford visits Indonesia. Uh-huh. Along with Henry Kissinger, I'm sorry. Yeah, along with war criminal Henry Kissinger, yeah. and Owen oh, visits war criminal Suharto, running Indonesia. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, that's a it was a convention of some sort, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. I wonder if Paul Pot could have just flown flown up from Cambodia. Um, so Ford tells Suharto that if they invade East Timor, the states won't do anything. Which they probably would have done something if it was ten years earlier, but yeah. The Vietnam War kind of the idea of a of a land war in Southeast Asia was not popular in December nineteen seventy four. No, no, America haven't just got, just gotten out of one. Yeah, it's like don't think we'll be involved in that. So I looked around, I couldn't find anything. I guess as you note in our document, it's Christmas. Everybody's out yeah. shopping. You know, yeah, people are gearing up for Christmas. So now I did, however, find on YouTube a video with eight minutes of ads, TV Woo-hoo! ads from December nine from December fifth nineteen seventy five. So these ads That's might cool. have been played on this episode and the crowning jewel when you listen to this folks at the end if you do is joe garagiola doing an ad for the crock pot yep and as you noted here we kind of have to play that i mean yeah it's it's a law it's kind of there's there's nothing else you can do yeah we have to yeah 
So I, I'm yeah, you'll hear that at the end. Um, right. Hi, Jim. It's Jamie at the police impound. They picked up your car again. Lately, they've been driving it more than you have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't treat his car well. Beaten up a lot. No. no. Yeah. I, I forgot how often it got totaled. Like, not just yeah. a dent. Like, it totaled. Yeah, blowed up. Blowed up. It's been, <laughs> I think it's blown up twice since we started yeah. watching the show, you and I. So, yeah. Like, it happens a lot. And yeah. it's not just bullet holes. It's thing comes like he was he was literally blown up in an episode yep. in season two right like like people, yep. somebody put a bomb in it yep yeah oh well okay <laughs> i guess he spends all his money on that that's that's my guess i is guess so i mean I, i'm sure he has insurance but his his premiums must be ridiculous oh of course i would think so He's, he must be paying like a thousand dollars a month on premium yeah, in, in 1975 he's probably yeah. paying a thousand dollars a month yeah uh right so we open on a nice suburban home. Whenever we see a nice suburban home, something's bad. That's, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, phone rings. A young woman is there and she's talking to some guy named Tom. Uh, and he's telling her to get something out of a safe, to go to his house and get stuff out of a safe. Uh, please hurry, he says. And of course, he's hauled off by goons, hired goons, just as she goes to get a pen. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Because she's going to write down the combination of the safe, right? Uh, and so this is Angie, or as I called her here, the titular Angie, uh, uh -huh. played by Elaine Heilweil, 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 yeah. I don't know how you pronounce that. I, I would, I would say Heilweil, but yeah, I, yeah, it should be Heilweil. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, so she hops into her car and of course she's followed by our goons. Uh, I assume they're goons. In a 1975 Mercury Montego. And I think we had that car when I was a kid. I keep uh -huh. saying that, but See, my dad worked for a company that had company cars. Right. So every two years we got a new car. Right. So it would just, he turned that one in and we get a new one. So we had all kinds of different cars. So I think we might've had one of these. Um, I think we might've had one of these right. at some point. Yeah. So that was pretty, I mean, that was back in the old days when companies used to, for example, as a perk, give people a company car. Yeah. 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 And he didn't have to pay for gas or insurance either. Like, yeah. It was all covered. It was, which I imagine was a, I remember I said to my dad once, how did you pay for the house so quickly? And he said, I didn't have to make any car payments, David. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. right. I guess that will speed <laughs> things up, that. won't it? Okay. It will. Yeah. That's a pretty nice perk. Uh, it is. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Uh, of course, Jim's phone rings. Uh, and he, I, I love he, he had Rocky asleep on the couch. They, yeah. <laughs> so we see the other side of like, we always just see them bickering and sort of yeah. condensing back and forth we don't tend to see the just you know we don't see the fishing trips we don't see the father son hanging out time yeah. Yeah. and that's what this is they were hanging out yeah. i presume watching football or something or yeah or watching a late movie or something like that mm -hmm. maybe they're watching the great escape yeah <laughs> or an yeah. old no no beery uh western Yep. Um, so felt, and yeah. and and as a middle-aged man i can tell you falling asleep in front of the television is great it's it's a thing. It's awesome. The best it's channel great. for that, by the way, if anybody's interested, is the Food Network. Um, uh -huh. I fall asleep watch, and I I like to cook. Like cooking interests me. Yeah. I I put the Food Network on, and I go, oh, I'm getting kind of kind of drowsy. Yeah, and I fall asleep. Uh, oftentimes on Saturday afternoons. But yeah, they're asleep, and it's nice. Uh, and uh, right, so. Uh, right. She calls, uh, it's, it's Angie calling Jim. She's yeah. looked up his thing, you know, and there's, he's got that big ad. So she calls him, uh, and she says that she's being followed by a green two door Ford. It's not a Ford. It's a Mercury, but 
Fords and Mercury's. I think Mercury was the budget brand of Ford. So yeah, it's just so. yeah. less trim or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Jim says, go to a bar that is down the street somewhere and he'll meet you there in 15 minutes and have two packs of cigarettes with her on the bar. I imagine because he just wanted her to get him some smokes. I... Yeah. Yeah. Because he does smoke. Oh, he smokes a lot. He, we see it a lot in the show, right? So, well, everybody did. In fact, smoking peaks in the 1970s in, in yep. the Western world. Yep. Uh, when we all knew by then totally that it was bad for you, there was no, yeah. th there was none of the sort of early Mad Men era excuse where you can go, yeah, it's just Reader's Digest. Like yeah. everybody knew at this point. Yeah. Different time. Different time. It's right. Tough. So he tells her to go. Yeah. Tells her to go to the bar. Yep. So she does. It is nice though to see the two of them hanging out. I, I really like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just hanging out. Yeah. Uh, that The little slice of life stuff. I, I, I always like that. I, I, I know it's not exciting and there's no car chase involved with just hanging out with your dad but it's it's kind of nice well, to see there's only so much you can do on tv with two guys sitting there watching tv together yeah that would be a hell of a brave chance to take <laughs> just two guys you know be like one of those reaction videos on youtube where just somebody yeah. sits in the corner watching a movie going <laughs> well that's why on tv shows you often you know if they do do it you often get one annoying person because that gives you some kind of conflict you know the guy sits there and goes oh i know what's going to happen next it's like ah oh. Right. You know, yeah. and so it becomes more about, you know, not just hanging out, but, you know, this annoying character. That's right. Exactly. Uh, so Angie tells Jim, they get that she gets to the bar. Uh, Angie yep. tells Jim where the goon is. She, she, cause he's followed her to the bar. Yep. Yep. Uh, and she says, he's over there. And yep. uh, she recounts her story that her brother is a, I guess, some kind of stockbroker or yeah, and, trader. You know, he, and, and flies a Delta flyer. Yes. Cause his name is Tom Paris. Tom I was Paris. so I was so sad that his name was spelled P E R R I S because if it was yeah. just Tom Paris, I can then work under some kind of weird assumption and figure he's Tom Paris from Star Trek Voyager's great great yeah. great 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 grandfather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's P E R R I S. I didn't watch much Voyager. I didn't. I watched it later. I, I mean, I mean, not because I was avoiding it or anything. No, no, I, I understand. Just, just never got around to, to watching it. Yeah, I found Voyager. I don't know. I. It was so inconsistent compared to a lot of other star treks like the, yeah you'll have a really good one and i mean like a top 15 or 20 in all star trek episodes followed by yeah. two that make you want of like they're awful yeah it, it, it had that the, the best of it is as good as any star trek um and yeah. some of it's almost trans uh like like like, like it's really wonderful um but other times it's bad and i don't yeah. blame the actors and i don't blame no at all no, uh, I blame the writers more than anything because they, yeah, 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 yeah. it was inconsistent world is what I'm saying. You know, yeah. one episode, Captain Janeway was always saying things like, well, I will never die, violate the prime directive. And in the next one, she commits a series of war crimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, wait, yeah. that's not good, consistent character work. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All it right. made, it made, it made, um, uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which is my favorite Star Trek, uh, better because yeah, a lot of, because a lot of the writers that, yeah, the, a lot of the crappy writers on on, on Deep Space Nine went to Voyager, and one of the great writers from Deep Space Nine left Voyager when he found out Ronald D. Moore when he found out that he because he, he wanted them to make the make Voyager look like it's been around for a long time and falling yeah. apart. And yeah. they said, "No, no, we can't have that. It's Star Trek." So he quit. <laughs> I went back to uh, Deep Space Nine where he and of course made Battlestar Galactica. Right. Um. So. The uh, Jim goes to talk to, to our goon friend at his table. Uh, I'm trying to be nice. Why do we have to speak to each other in such violent terms? He says. <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks at his ID, which he 
he, he tells us in a second how he figures it out, but he immediately susses out that it's fake. Yeah. And then he says, uh, he grabs him. I like, he grabs him by the, by the tie and punches him. Yeah. He says, oh, I'm sorry. Should I have said one, two, three, go? <laughs> I also love, and this happens a lot in TV shows where somebody can do something like that to somebody else in a bar and no one else in the bar reacts. Yeah. I think the bartender goes, Hey, what's going on over there? But, but that's it. It's like, that's it. you know, like if that happened in a bar and I mean, I don't live in a big city or anything, but if that happened in a bar here, a bouncer would be on you Yeah, within a, you know, a half a yeah. second and you'd be tossed, man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of funny. And, and we, and that also lets us know that he's not a fed because Jim never would have sucker punched a fed no 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 we know that right. he doesn't that he's afraid of the not afraid maybe afraid's also afraid, is the right word yeah, of authority yeah. i think it's fair actually i mean he's been to prison for a crime he yeah. didn't commit so i would be afraid of authority too yeah um he doesn't like authority much but he's also wary of it at, at, yeah. at, at the very least he's quite wary of it which is sensitive yeah, you know he doesn't want to get in trouble yeah. and we've seen so many times where anybody threatens him he's like no no i'm off the case man yeah, yeah. You know, dude, sure. I, have, I got no problem here. Here's what I know. Now you know it. No, now I'm going home. Now go home. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my trailer and sit quietly uh, by my by my cookie jar. So they speed off in the Firebird. Um, <laughs> she wonders why they aren't aren't following, and he says, "I took with a rotor out of a a green two door sedan." Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Uh, Jim explains that she's got the wrong, he's got the wrong kind of picture in his ID. That's a yeah. nice detail. Yeah. yeah uh, it's the background. Yeah. It's blue instead of yellow or yellow instead yeah. of blue or something. Yeah. The, the, the feds would have had a yellow background. Um, and the, um, That's right. license, driver's license has a blue background. Yeah. So he said that you take, you cut the picture out of your driver's license. You take yeah. it a piece of paper like this and you get it laminated. Yeah. Today you could do this with your phone. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's it's it, that's a complicated process. So the guy yeah. took a little bit of work. So Jim knew it was fake, and then she says, "How much do you cost?" And he says, "For the twenty third time in the series, two hundred dollars a day plus expenses." Yeah. Um, she says, "I can't afford it. I'll give you twenty five dollars." I love that she <laughs> thinks this is the start of some kind of negotiation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 so and the the logical response is. $25 after $200. It's like, hmm. Yeah. It seems low. Yeah. It's only an order of magnitude lower. I mean, it's, it's funny. Uh, although, although I have been in negotiations like that with universities. Oh, that seems me too. We started with a 5% increase and they started with a 0% increase. It's like, yeah. we're in negotiation right now. And I'm glad I'm not a negotiating team because I imagine that's what's going on as well. Yeah. Yeah. We're in negotiations too. And I think I couldn't do that kind of stuff. You've done negotiation. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Oh yeah. I've, I've done, uh, I've done a lot. I, I got, yeah, I couldn't do that. I, I would take it all personally. Um, yeah. cause I'm like that. And oh would, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when, yeah. when, because I did it a while and there were new people and they would, they would come to me. I know this is exciting podcasting, yeah, but, that'll uh, care. people, people would come to me and you know, new ones and say, what, what, you know, how should I prepare myself? I said, well, think the one thing that you need to think of is the university and their representatives are sociopaths. Yeah. They want what? I want they don't care about you. Yeah. Like 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 they don't hate you. They're not trying to get you. No, 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 but they don't care. That's right. But they don't care, right? Yep. They're protecting their interests, yep. which I mean, you know, I guess is, is fine. Yes, they don't yeah. care about you, right? 
because we often think of this sort of, sort of collegial thing, you know, and that we're all part of the same community. It's like, no, no, that's not how they think. They, oh, they, they they, think. But they tell us that. But anyway, yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> but it, but it's like so just just and that's why I say I refer to them as sociopaths because sociopaths yeah. don't have any feeling. The individual people, if you met if you met exactly. them in a coffee shop, they They're might fun. have been perfect. Exactly. Perfectly fine. Yep. Some of the some of the people I've negotiated with, I've talked in the hall, had had a good relationship with. But when they're there, they're yeah. not people anymore. They're yeah. university, and yeah. university is looking out for its own interests. Yep. This episode of Dave and Steve talk about what it's like to work in a unionized university. <laughs> it's brought to you by uh, the uh, OPSU Local Six Eight Five at Algoma yeah. University. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, university, shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, SDFU. It's a fine university. You can pay for things with the AEIOU, electronic AEIOU. So they're over at Brother Tom's place, um, and uh, she says, uh, he actually says. So they go over there. He says to her, "Okay, I've got a special sucker's rate, and it's a, it's twenty three seventy five a day, because <laughs> that's all." She, turns out she's actually short a bucket yeah. a quarter. Bucket a quarter, so she yeah. doesn't have full twenty five. Yeah, so she's dropping like quarters. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got a sucker's rate twenty. And you know, like he, I always feel. I mean, we do see him get paid, so that's nice. But he, yeah, yeah, that also doesn't get paid a lot. Yeah. Uh, so they go in, uh, and Jim says they. I like how he explains that they like. She says, "Well, can't we just crack the safe?" And I think <laughs> he's faking that when he listens. Yeah. I don't believe. I think he was acting for her benefit. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, no, I th I think so. Like, like he's he's trying he's trying to look look like he knows what he's doing. Yes, I think because so. you always want to do that. Like you and I, when we're in class, yeah. we want to look like we know what we're doing. Yes, of course. Right? We may be making shit up as we're going along. Does but happen. We have to look like we know what we're talking about. I usually Somebody asks, when I make things up by saying I just made that up. It may yeah. be correct. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, and so you know, he he says, yeah. So you know how people put keys by their doors right yeah. he says what they do is they is they put they put a bit of a tape underneath uh a desk uh, um drawer yeah uh, and write write it out there and it's there and he's surprised it's like it's something and i think it's something i've seen on tv yeah. so i think it's just something he's seen on tv and he says it yeah because at first like he goes up to the safe and he, he sort of listens and he says it's got at least six tumblers i think that like i said i think that's a complete crock i don't think he knows yeah. anything about safes other than yeah. terms yeah and then he says well, what we could do, get, get about, what did he, he says like 10 pounds of C4, 10 pounds of C4 would do something. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot of C4. Yeah. Uh, and he says, and then we could put it around this safe and it would blow this house uh, sky high and the safe wouldn't be open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and he's probably right. I, mean, I don't know anything about safes, but yeah. Um, but yeah, and then he, they find the combination, which is just gold. I just, yeah. I love like, the look in his face is like, what? I didn't, I didn't think right. that would work. Gee, I am oh, a good oh, I'll be damned. It's like, uh, <laughs> I am a good detective. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be damned. He says, so they find, they find a package in the safe, but then they hear breaking glass. Um, and, uh, Angie's still hiding inside. Jim sneaks out and he activates the alarm because they, they had to turn off an alarm when they came in. Uh, the guys speed away to 1976 Lincoln, which is a giant of a car. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the biggest one we've seen so far. Yeah. Jesus. That's a big car. Even Cannon would be going and say, Jesus, that's a big car. And Cannon yeah. has big cars in that show. And that's a 76. So that's a, that's a model year ahead. Like we got, yeah. this is literally a brand new car. They just drove yeah. that off the set of uh, the Price is Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jim gets a partial, or he gets the whole plate number, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 The par partial plate number was an episode I was watching yesterday from season five. Okay. Right. 
<laughs> and Jim's got the package. So they've something's happening. Yep. They've managed to get the thing out of the safe that she was supposed to grab, and that's what we know. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, so after the commercial, <laughs> went back at the trailer. Uh, they open the package, and there's half a million cash. Like that's a lot yeah. of money. That's a that's lot of a money, lot of even lettuce. without multiplying it up. That's a lot of lettuce. That's right. That's a lot of lettuce. Uh, and uh, yeah, so Jim's looking at all, all. Then Jim's also looking at her stuff. This, like, he looks through her person's. Like, I love that because he's still not entirely sure about yeah. her. Especially now that it's a, you know, a half a million, a million dollars. Like, oh, geez, it's <laughs> like serious. Yeah. People yeah. have killed for that, let alone lie for it. Exactly right. So now he sees a paycheck. And he asks where she works and she says where she works, that she's a bookkeeper at some restaurant. It, it matches yeah. up. So he trusts her. And she says, what about Tom? And, uh, she's like, I'm, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, so they, they're going to go to a, put the, the cash in a safety deposit box. There'll be signature slips for both of them. They both get a key, you know, the old safety deposit box thing that happens in TV shows all yep. the time. And I've, like, I think I said a couple of weeks ago, I, I think I'm allowed to have one with the kind of account I have. And I've never right. used it because what am I going to, you know, yeah, what are like, you going to put in there? Yeah. Everything you have, that's a document you can get again. Yeah. Like you need a birth certificate. You call the place you were born and they'll just send yeah. you one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it probably costs you 10 bucks or something or your marriage certificate, anything. That's so almost like, I don't know why. Anyway, it's fine. Well, it's the seventies, right? So that's right. There used to be things like negotiable securities, which don't yeah, exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess that's why, and people still do use them because they have them, like I said, at my bank, I just yeah. have no use for, I can rent it, I guess to somebody, I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah. Jim doesn't know who to trust as you know here, which is I an important thing. He's still yeah. wary. I think he trusts her now, but yeah, ish, like he believes that there's something that she's who she says she is at least, or it's a yeah. very elaborate scam that she's running. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause we've seen it before where, you know, yeah. His about, clients have about lied a, to him and stuff like that. You know, and it, in somewhere between a quarter and a third of the episodes, the people who hire him have either yeah. told him lies of omission or just outright lies, which is why um, they go to a private investigator rather than the police the cops. That's right. Because <laughs> right? the cops will say, let me fill out this form. What's your name? Can I see some ID? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, no, Wojo I don't have typing. Yeah. yeah. Let's do a background see, check on this yeah. person. Wojo. I love when you, yeah. <laughs> of course, we're on video, folks, and Steve was doing the hunt and peck typing motion, which was nice. I, I really which appreciated that. what Wojo does. That's how he typed, yeah. With his bad wig. I know. I wish, why did he wear the wig? I I, I never understood. They just that. went for it. Like, like I saw an interview with Max Gale, and, and right. they they considered like him not wearing a wig because Max yeah, Gale. Was Ma bald Max Gale's been right. bald since he was like. You see old pictures of him since he yeah. since he was a child. <laughs> like he just he has very like me. He's got very thin yep. hair, just yep. as some people are. Yeah. Yeah, and so they they just decided that they wanted to go for the for the for the hair look and the, but the wigs are just so bad, They're awful. Like, and I mean, I know, noticed it on a small. TV in the seventies, how bad yeah. that the wigs yeah. were he wore. I mean, I have no problems with characters and, and actors wearing wigs in their show. It's fine. But make them look good. <laughs> have you have you seen the screen test of Patrick Stewart in a wig for Captain Picard? I have, yeah. Because yeah. that's almost yeah. as bad a wig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks yeah. just foolish. Yeah. I have I Claudius and um Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh or as Anthony Marco calls it, I Clav Divs. And yeah. uh <laughs> 
he, Patrick Stewart's in that, and I think he hasn't quite lost his hair yet, and they've put a small wig on. Yeah. But it looks pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. It looks pretty bad. That's a great show, by the way. Yeah, it is. I really like that. So good. Um, yeah. I've even read the novels. Really? Oh, I haven't done by that. Claudius and Claudius the God by Robert. Oh, very Graves. nice, very nice. No, but the, I mean that that the whole era is uh, yeah. is is just wondrous in the history of Rome. It's great stuff. Oh uh, yes, middle aged men. We we're not talking about World War II. We're talking about the Roman Empire. Uh yeah. <laughs> it's true. Did you? That was a we, meme recently. Did you see that? Yeah, that was that, that was the thing on uh, on on uh, the former Twitter as well. Yes, that people going do, do do middle aged men really talk about think about the, the Roman, Roman Empire much? It's like, well, I have this week. Yeah. Have you thought about the Roman Empire this week? And like every yeah, guy's like, well, yeah. yeah, at least once, sure. Yeah. Like in passing, I think about the Roman Empire, of course, don't you? Yeah. And yeah, women then, are like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then a guy, a guy named Mike Duncan comes on and goes, Yeah, I think about it a lot, but he had a podcast called The History of Rome. So. <laughs> that's fair. And that's entirely fair. Yes. He said, Yeah, I think about it a lot. Yeah. That's 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 fine. <laughs> and you know what? Even if it, you don't have a podcast about Rome, it's fine, damn it. Uh, it's true. They put the money away at the bank as we, they were talking about. And then Jim calls agent shore. Um, I kind of like agent shore. Yeah. Compared to like, I got a deal. I don't like, right. So yeah. we're going to think about authority figures deal. And I, I wrote here, if we were going to rank about how much authority figures hate Rockford, it goes deal Chapman shore. Like shore doesn't yeah. hate Rockford. He just finds him annoying and in the way. Yeah. Deal hates him. Deal would, yeah. if deal had a chance, he would frame him for murder. Yeah. kicks like yeah. I, I honestly think that yeah chapman is in the middle he's like yeah you're annoying but now and then yeah. you're okay yeah like, yeah you know it, it, it's like it's like the the last episode of baba black sheep that we did when lard leans over to to more and says you know yeah boynton's got a good idea there yeah right chapman will go okay rockford i don't like you but that is a good idea it's a good idea whereas <laughs> deal if, if if rockford said hey hey lieutenant deal i'll give you uh uh, one ten for for I'll, I'll give you ten dollars for a five dollar bill. He goes, yeah. no, you won't rock for you, and he'll, yeah. he'll 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 beat him. Like, yeah, you know, you you if he went to his house for Halloween, he would slam yeah. the door in a, in, a, in, a, in a kid's face dressed up like Rockford. Like he's yeah. it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, oh right, and we I forgot to mention um that there was this they they found some ID of a federal agent, right, Bettigen, yeah. right? Yeah, Bettigen. Yeah, and like we said, you got a you got a federal agent named Benjamin. He calls him and says that. Uh, and <laughs> I love when he actually says that uh, he was talking about the melodrama and all this. And 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 Stone says we live in the meadow, melodrama capital of the world. You know, <laughs> Los Angeles. It's fair. It is. So somebody killed Benjamin and took his ID, and that's how. Yeah. Right. Um, you can't pin that charge on me with a riveter. <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah, because Shore is trying to say, well, well, we'll we'll blame it on you. We'll charge you with it. Yeah, and see, what, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say because that because that's the thing with Shore here is Shore needs Jim. He does because right? Shore and is he, in a lot of he trouble. Recognizes it. Yeah. Deal often needs Jim, and he's like, no, I don't, I don't need you. You're yeah. a horrible person, and I think you're worse than yeah. Hitler. Like, he's exactly. completely. There's got no perspective at all. Where Shore's like. I need you. Uh, so, and, and Jim knows it too. Right. So yeah. he can kind of play it up. Like you can't make that st a murder charge stick with a riveter. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I can do it, Danny. Whenever Jim uses diminutive forms of people's names, it is yeah. so condescending and I love yeah. it because it's Dan Shore. I think I can Danny because I am doing it. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very nice. Um, and it turns out they're working on a stock scam. So we got a bit. Yeah. Now, I, and when I was watching this, I'm like, okay, now I'm kind of getting it. Yeah. Kind of yeah, getting which, it. Which is why sure, be, sure is in trouble is because he's give, given the money for this scam. Yeah. And the guy that he hired to do the scam ran off with the money. <laughs> and then Jim describes the guy that he hit uh, in the in the bar. And he said, he gives a description. And he says, oh, and he's got a slightly bruised lip. <laughs> That's good. It's very good. It's very good. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like Shore. I actually, he'd be, he's a fine foil. Um, yeah. Deal, yeah. as much as I love, oh, I forget the actor's name. Uh, what's the actor for Deal? Uh, oh, Tom Atkins. Yeah, Tom Atkins. Yeah. I love like he's a really good solid actor like i yeah. and he gives sort of exasperated anger kind of performances really well like that's yeah the thing yeah. he's good at but i hate and i know i'm not supposed to like the character of deal yeah but i i i i, I don't like seeing him on the screen that's how much yeah. he annoys me whereas yeah. chapman i'm cool with chapman like chapman's yeah. annoyed but he's not he realizes that rockford's not completely incompetent yeah deal just wants i don't know what Rockford ever did deal. I'd like maybe to get a backstory at some point. Yeah. You know, maybe they were both in Korea and Jim screwed them out of yeah. money or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. In a crap game. I don't know. I never got those K rashes from him. <laughs> it's something, it's gotta be something that goes back. Well, it's like, uh, you know, it's like when you see people at universities again and like you go, why do those two guys hate each other? I don't know what yeah. they have for 35 yeah. years. And you realize yeah. it's one guy didn't lend another guy a dime for a cup of coffee in 1974. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Maybe deal had his own, his own deal for a North Korean tank. Yeah. See, that's probably what it was. I, yeah, I think Jim you've got, nailed it. Jim pipped him at the post there. I think you've nailed it. So we go over to the uh, broker brokerage place, which is called Bundy and Baines, which sounded yeah. like the name of a place. Yeah, now there is Bain capital. And I think that's why I'm thinking of that. That was, that's yeah. uh Mittens Conrad Romney's. Bain gig right yeah run by conrad bain yeah by conrad and hank bain the two of them right yeah, together yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about Willis? um anyway i love when he again i say this every time he does this but when he puts glasses on yeah he's gonna act a certain way it's like when he puts a hat on he becomes jimmy joe meeker when yep. he puts the glasses on he becomes whomever from some of middle management guy from some agency yeah because you know they have glasses yeah they all do yeah, all, that's why Steve have, and I wear glasses. glasses. It makes yeah, us exactly. look smart and important. Exactly. Yeah. See, because what are my glasses? They're reading glasses. And what do I do for a living? I read. See? See? Huh? Huh? See? It all, huh? PhD, that's PhD level thinking right there. That's what that You're is for right. Yep. Uh, anyway, he says, uh, the, the secretary says, says to Jim, he's weaseling his way into the whole situation. Yep. And she says, what's going on? Did he steal something? Yep. And I love that because that's like, she's offering things and he's like, okay, now I can get shit out of her. Excellent. Um, and also he says, has Mr. Rockford been here yet? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Well, Rockford had better get on the ball because <laughs> he calls himself something else. I forget what it is, you know, Stevens yeah. or whatever the Christ it is, yeah. but it's hilarious. Cause he's like, where the hell is Rockford? I mean, Rockford's <laughs> not here yet. I don't know why he did. It's like, I know what I'll do. This will be a fun thing. That's pretty good. Yeah. Rockford better get on the ball. Yeah. Cause again, as we've talked about confidence is the key right it's all about confidence yeah yeah i mean yeah it really is uh it's it's and again and we have talked about doing these kind of things ourselves and it really yeah. is it's only ever really worked when i didn't go when someone stopped me and went oh i'm sorry <laughs> uh 
It's like when the woman stopped me at walking out of Zeller's and Cornerbrook and said, I have to look into your bag. I said, no, you don't. And I just kept yeah. walking. And then she chased after me and I opened my bag. I said, it's a Woody Allen movie. How many Woody Allen movies do you sell in Zeller's? Yeah. I ordered this on eBay and she looked at me and I said, you don't know what eBay is. And I just put it in my bag and kept walking. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't, they, I didn't think they sold Woody Allen movies at Zeller's and I don't think, anyway, maybe they do. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Zeller's has gone out of business. Um, yep. So is Woody Allen. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> happily, I guess in some ways. Uh, yes. right. So they go over to Paris's office. Um, are you Mrs. Mr. Rockford from the county tax office? The secretary, the other secretary says, oh man. Yep. So now he's like, oh yeah, I'm Rockford. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but that's great. <laughs> would you get me some coffee, honey? He never would say that. No. Jim Rockford would never call a woman honey. He didn't honey. know. Yeah. He wouldn't do that. Uh, he wouldn't ask for coffee, but he did this because he's playing a role and he gets yeah. her out of the gets around a bit and he's also acting comfortable and confident. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He, he never said, he never called Beth that. No. Like think of it that way. He never, he would never call Beth. His, his closest friend and, you know, sometimes sexual part, sex partner. Yeah. Um, he doesn't say that too. Right. So that's, that, that, that says something. Um, and he, I love how she's trying to, he's trying to get description out of uh, the guy, the other guy who was there, the, 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 yeah. the he says, oh, yeah, he's kind of tall and skinny. And she says, oh, no, he's actually kind of short and stocky. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, oh, I guess you know what's going on. And, of course, yeah. that's so he can find out from her. I like it. Yeah. And that's uh, just it's, that's played by she's played by Sharon Spellman. Yep. Who was on Angie. Yeah, that's right. She played like uh, Angie. Robert Hayes's sister. on Angie. I really liked Angie. I don't know I that a lot Angie. of people watched Angie. It was a nice. I, li I liked Angie. There was that time in the Donna 70s. Donna Pescow. Yeah, of course yeah. I, oh, I Donna Pescow. I liked it. What I'm saying is there was a time in the 70s where they went for the, just like everything in the 70s for entertainment, went for sort of uh, gritty reality, if that's yeah. the way to put it. So you have Taxi, yeah. you have Bernie Miller. And I think Angie was like that for, for yeah. working people, like she worked in a yeah. restaurant. I really liked it that way. Um, yeah. It wasn't hilarious funny, but it was funny. No. And, you know, but like taxi taxi isn't laugh out loud crazy hilarious funny all the time no it's still funny but it's kind of like that and i think it just got lost in the yeah. shuffle yeah i think so yeah uh i like the but he's pretending here so he can find out what's going on and she tells him what's up and the feds are the feds are also there auditing like every possible government agency is auditing this office so people know that something is up yeah <clears throat> they gave mr paris the money to buy back the forged stocks like this person knows everything it's great yeah so now we know what's going on. It's been confirmed by a couple people. So uh, Jim just bullshits about why he's there and yep. she's all smiles. She's like, oh, great. You know, because why would she think that someone was doing something untoward, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> Could that office be any more 70s, Steve? Oh, no, it cannot. Like it that really, is so 70s. It's unreal. And then in comes in, comes in, uh, well, the Big Lebowski comes in. Yeah, the Big uh, Lebowski's there. Mr. Whitlaw, played by David Huddleston, the actual Big Lebowski. Yep. Um, and then Jim Sucker punches. Yep. And he leaves. Yep. Uh, Mr. He just he says to the secretary, Mr. Whitlaw will be all tied up. Yeah. He's doubled over because he's been punched in the gut and he's not tied in the up. same shape. Yeah. And he's tied up. And he's tied up. He's literally tied up. Yep. That's good. Um, and like you said here, it's amazing. It's, People will tell strangers anything. Um, if they yeah. think they're talking to authority figures, people will tell people stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
there's a great scene in the West Wing where they're prepping for being before a congressional committee, a committee in the uh, White House Council says, do you know what time it is? And she says, it's 1230. He said, no, you got to get used to doing this. Yes. And then when they ask <laughs> what time it is, you tell them what time it is, but don't yeah. give any more information, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so Mr. Whitlaw calls Mr. Bundy. Oh, maybe she, maybe he's calling Ted Bundy. That'd be bad. Um, yeah. Speaking of the 70s. And she, uh, and he tells him what's up. And as you note here, he's retired as they yep. found out before. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Jim and Angie do a little walk and talk. Speaking of Aaron Sorkin. Um, and he explains what's, what's, ha- what's happened. And, um, uh, he says it's, he's, he's going to set everything up. And so they'll, they'll catch the bad guys, the whole thing. And as you note here, she seems helpless eh? as the episode goes on, like more and yeah. more, which is weird. Yeah. Usually people get more empowered as things go on and they're helpless yeah. at first. It's an interesting well, choice that's made. Yeah. Well, I think here it's because sort of she's been in this kind of, the idea is that she's been in this kind of fantasy world. Yes. And reality is slowly encroaching on that. Yeah. And then as reality slowly encroaches, she just realizes she becomes more and more vulnerable because she doesn't have those walls. Yes. Protecting her, those, those sort of psych, uh, psychological walls that she puts up. Yeah. And and so as it goes on, she gets she gets more and more. I don't want to say pathetic because that's not quite what I mean, but she gets more vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, and uh, gee, it's almost like you do this for a living. Um, <laughs> I, I did. I missed that. That's really good. And you're right. I, I, that completely explains what's going on because her whole world's crumbling around her. Yeah, it makes sense. Way to go. You're good at this. Um, Thank you. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, uh, yeah, and she says you should have seen us. Uh, he was twenty. I was five. It was just me and my brother. Uh, yeah. No, it wasn't really. <laughs> it was just me and my brother. Uh, she doesn't even remember the parents, right? Yeah. My mother oh, had me. When she, yeah. She was 45. I doubt that. Yeah. I think he, the brother told her that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if she's 20 now, let's say she's 20. I think she's yeah. probably older. She's 25 probably. So in the 75. So that means she was born in 1950. People didn't have babies at 45 in 1950. It wasn't a thing. Yeah. People don't have babies at 45 now very yeah. often. Right. So, but that's a story she's been told and she just has yep. accepted it. Uh, father got kicked in the head by a horse. So I'm assuming Dick Whitman's father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes Tom Paris, Don Draper somehow. I, I it all yeah. kind of, yeah. Right. Um, as I note here, the story certainly sounds like bullshit. Um, yeah. Now she believes her brother because he raised her, right? Yep. Well, I mean, people believe all kind of weird shit. So, you and know. people believe from family, especially, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People believe people believe yeah. all kinds of weird things from their family, religion, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, politics, politics. Oh yeah, all kinds of bullshit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she says, "Tell me he's not dead." And of course, the look on Jim's face there is like, "Honey, she's done. Yeah. He's he's gone." I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, really strong work, I think, in this scene, the two of them. Yeah. Um, I expect it from Jim Garner because I've watched him and been a fan. I didn't think that she could act with him like that. And yeah. she really holds up nicely yeah. in that scene with him. Yeah, it was really yeah. nice performance. Uh, right. And the zoom out. Did you notice that? How they zoomed yeah. out from it? That was a yeah. neat artistic choice that yeah. they st- they're starting to do more and more of that stuff in the show. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm mean, at season I, yeah, five yeah, now and there's all kinds of it. Yeah, because you know now by this point they're kind of sure what the show's like. They know yeah. the show's a hit. Yes, that's right. So they can start to sort of do these kinds of little things. So yeah, yeah, know. it's and which is great. I, I'm just glad that they did that because it's it's so different. It's something that's striking because it looks like something I would see today. That's yeah. the thing. 
it was just very well done. Go back to the trailer. Jim makes a call. Uh, we have Mr. Paris and you have half a million dollars. So they set up a meet, right? Yeah. By the way, the woman who's on the other end of the phone uh, has won a bunch of awards for voice acting in video games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't who know is that. she? Uh, what was her name again? Like, right. I don't mean the actress. Yeah. I yeah. mean the character. The, that's the thing. We don't know who that is. I guess she just we, ne represents. we never find out. No. We never find out who she is. Nope. She's, uh, and in fact, on IMDb, I believe she's called receptionist or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it is weird though that she's there. Her voice is great. It's it's kind of menacing and friendly yeah. at the same time. Like, it's yeah. a really yeah. nice book. You can see why she wins awards for voice acting because it's a. And nice we only ever see her lips. Exactly. It's very strange, isn't it? You know? I, th I thought that they were working out that it was like, you know, maybe the secretary or something like that, you know, and they didn't want to reveal that too early. Yeah. And how did Jim get the phone number? But, you know, they just never. There's, there's a couple of things here that yeah. are confusing. Yeah. As you said, there's some, as you had in our document, there's some unanswered questions here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Um, or, or for or plot holes. <laughs> we could call them that. We could call them that. Uh, right. So when well, they meet up, Jim is waiting there. He hears some sirens because um, they're supposed to meet up on the roof of the building. Yeah. Right? He hears the sirens. He leaves the roof, roof uh, hops into the Firebird. Uh, no luck there, but then the cops get him. They open the trunk and Tom Paris is in it. I am so confused, Steve. Yeah. I don't know how he got in there. No. Okay, good. So it's not just me. I didn't just miss something. This isn't what did I miss, Steve? Nope. <laughs> this is we this both is, missed it. Okay, good. This this is no, no, no. This is they didn't explain it. Oh, like, how did he get what with the and how did he with the thing? Yeah, I'm very. I like this episode a lot, but there's a couple of weird things here. Yeah, there's some things that aren't um, explained. No, like at all. Like we're just supposed to accept. Oh well, sometimes in your trunk there's dead guys. Yeah, um, I mean, that happens, happens to me all the time. Yeah. And also, yeah. you know, he was in a hotel there and that's where he called from and they somehow found out and they, they, they kidnapped her from the hotel and we find this out from a maid who says, yeah, I saw it. They dragged her out, kicking and screaming. It's like, and you didn't call the police. <laughs> you call the cops. Thought, well, it's, it's Los Angeles, the melodrama hey, yeah. capital of the world. Yep. Just the lover's tip, I guess. It's just so strange, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, she's just with those two guys or her husbands. Um, yeah. and, and even and if the, it was a lover's tip, when one person is dragging the other person, you call the police. Yeah, yeah. And and as I, as I said, you know, even the cops almost blow it because they, they come up to Jim roaring down with the sirens going. And it's like, you know, that just tells the perp that you're on your on your way. It's like... Jim almost gets away because they had the sirens on. Yeah. He heard the sirens. Yeah. As I say, Pete Malloy would not be pleased. He would not be happy with that. That's right. Uh, well, uh, back to the trailer. Uh, and there's Jim and Danny boy. Uh, yep. Jim explains what he knows. And then of course the phone rings and back to our friends because that meeting didn't work. We have Angela and one of the safe deposit box keys. Yeah. So now they're going to meet in an abandoned building, of course, because that's where people meet in the show. In most shows, not uh, this show didn't invent it, and uh, yeah. this is a common thing. Jim puts the key in his shoe, and they say, you know, he says they're going to find it there, and he says that's the whole idea. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they put a track. Now, G the, the, what's his name? Shore gives Jim this tracker device, yeah. and he says it goes right underneath here, and then he goes, oh, just like this one. Yeah. So, my so we know how is, they follow him. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. At least we figured that out. I like how Shore says, that's only supposed to be for government work. And <laughs> Rockford looks at him like, you mean criminals broke the law? What a surprise. <laughs> it's, it's like, how naive can you be, you know? Anyway, um, now you could put an air tag on it and it's the size of a quarter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Okay. So, and we, of course, we know who we're going to be meeting, meeting up with. It's going to be Wit. And I love yep. when Jim says, hey, Wit, how's your Dow Jones? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean anything, but I love it. It's just wonderful. Um, some goon comes out and Jim's, you know, zip, zips away. Yeah, We got us a car chase in a parking lot, which yeah. is not. Okay. I guess they're running out of places to have car chases and that's yeah. fine. Um, and of course, at that point, Jim gets caught sort of on the uh going down a not an embankment but like a cut in the i don't know how to what, what the word is to describe this yeah. but anyway he's his, his back wheels are just spinning in the air so he can't yeah. go anywhere because it's a rear wheel drive car yeah yeah and uh jim says i've changed my mind i've decided to go with you and at that point he activates the transmitter saying here i am i'm in danger yeah. come and get me right yeah he he, he he punches the goon let the goon punch him so yeah. that gives him the opportunity to to roll underneath the car and grab yeah. and grab the transmitter. Yep. Uh, so the feds start to follow. Uh, and of course, the bad guys find the key in Jim's shoe. Uh, won't Mr. Bundy be pleased? Yep. Uh, the feds, of course, now show up. Jim and Angie run, and the jig is pretty much up at this point. Uh, then we get the story eh? um, about how Tom killed the father, and yep. uh, he was protecting his little sister. Uh, which is really, I didn't expect that. That was a really, no. beside, you know, there was all these weird things, these stupid plot holes that we just ran into that I have a feeling were edited out. Like I have a feeling the story was just a little bit too long and because they could have explained those things in 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, he was protecting his sister. Um, yeah. And, uh, and when, you know, he, when he's telling him, they're talking, he and Shore are talking about it and. Shore's like, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to look into it. Let's just kind of let it go, yeah. you know? And that's what he says. You know something, Dan, you have your moments. See, and that's yeah. where Lieutenant Deal wouldn't do that. He would arrest no. her and have her yeah. put on a, some sort of show trial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's the fingerprints, as you know, they never lie. Um, so yeah, who the hell is Angie? Uh, and she, he says, you know, he, he loved you. He took care of you and he was your brother. And that actually, I, I got a little, I had a little tear when, when that, that was said, yeah. um, family means a lot to me and, um, hearing that it, it was really cool. And I, I think like that, I, I would do anything for my brother and my sister, even now. Yeah. So that really affected me. And I was very surprised because I don't usually get those feelings from this show. Yeah. And I guess this is the reincarnation of Angie, right? This is, I guess this is, this is where the, uh, title comes in. Cause yeah. as I said, through, throughout the episode, all of the things that she thought were true. Yeah. Turn out not to be true. Yeah, none of it's true. And I mean, her name isn't even true. Yeah. Right? Her name's probably Angie, but Paris probably is not her last name. No. Um, you know, yeah. So it's the the whole thing. And it's it's he was protecting his sister from getting beaten up by a by her horrible father. And that's yeah. I got all kinds of respect for that. Um, what a miss, Steve. Three things. Uh three. That's lots. And one bit of information. Oh, very good. Um, so the first one is we forgot to mention that he he does say $200 a day plus expenses, which is the 23rd time. I, I, I thought I said that. Okay. No, you, you didn't say that. No, okay. I or thought I did. I don't remember you saying it. Okay. If you if you did, I apologize. So if, <laughs> it's not if, really if people are really problem. concerned, they can go back and, go back and check. Yeah. And um, remember, send all complaints to Oliver Ruckside. Ruckside, yep. yep. Um, 
Uh, also, also, he one of the reasons he knows, uh, meaning Jim knows the the ID thing because he says he has his own. Yeah. He he <laughs> knows this, this. This is what the what the, what the 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 fake FBI did guy did is because he did it himself. I love it. I I, I um, love that, and and I, he relishes telling that to him too. Like I, I yeah. that's what I like about it. It's like oh, you know, yeah. I, I have a fake federal ID. Uh, <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Yeah, and so and also when they when they find out in the scene when they find out all all that money, Rocky's yeah. there. That's and Rocky right. Is saying, Rocky keeps saying to says Jim, "Well, what are you doing?" And so Jim explains what he's doing, and Rocky goes, "You're not doing a very good job of it." <laughs> <laughs> so so now he's getting a little bit of criticism. Yes, from as usual, Rocky, as usual. Yes, very nice. And so one bit of information. Mm-hmm. Let's do it again, and this is from. Wikipedia. Yep. Is a 1975 American crime comedy film starring Sidney Poitier. Oh. Which well, I a, love him. An, which has an I'll, I'll mention who else is in it in a minute and you might you might not be as pleased. Okay. Um it's an all-star <laughs> black cast. Okay. Um about a blue-collar workers who decide to rig a boxing match to raise money for their fraternal lodge. Okay. Um, and, Sounds and like the, a Flintstones episode, but Yeah, and and the song comes from uh a staple singer song. Um, so um, here's here here who who else is in it. I'll, I'll save two of them for the last because they're they're the really big ones. Okay. Uh, well, John Amos. Sure, I like John Amos. Good yeah, times. Big fan. Um, big fan. You know, he was in the second Die Hard. Yeah, and in Maybe West Wing. West and he, Wing. the second Die Hard, he's great in the second Die Hard. Yeah, I like that movie yeah, a lot. Actually, yeah, Die Hard too. Yeah. Uh, Mel Stewart is in it. Who, if you remember, played um, Henry Jefferson. Yeah, in all in the family before before, before brought in George because yeah. I think I mentioned in this in one of our podcasts they really wanted Sherman Hemsley but yeah. he had already had a contract I think for a stage play or something yeah, yeah 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 and so what they did instead of just recasting the role they brought in Mel Stewart to play George's brother right and then when Sherman Hemsley was free they brought him in as George yeah. Jefferson yeah because well it wouldn't have worked without him yeah 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 exactly I mean yeah 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 I mean. He he was great in that role. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, I'm, I'm you know I'm a big fan of Jer- Sherman Hemsley, um, and then Aussie Davis. Uh, oh, some, you know he he was in it, like Aussie um, and Harriet Harriet Aussie Davis. No, no, you, no, oh. no, 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 no. That's that. Yeah, that, that was Aussie Nelson. Okay. Uh, oh Aussie yeah. Davis okay. Was yeah. in. Um, Why was, am I thinking was, of that? Yeah. Was was he in? Um, Deadwood was Aussie Davis and Deadwood. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, um, and here are the two great ones. Right. It also right. stars. Right. Oh, Mr. I know who Ozzy Davis is. Okay. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Dynamite himself. Ah, JJ. Jimmy, Jimmy Walker. Walker. Yep. Nice. And, <laughs> and, um, Bill Cosby. Oh, see, speaking <laughs> of people that aren't great. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'd never heard of that movie. And I think I, I can't either. see Bill Cosby anymore. Like, no, yeah. I don't know. Like, I just can't. Even Woody Allen, I can go, I can watch this, but I can't watch yeah. Bill Cosby. I can't, I, it just, I, nope. It's like yeah. listening to T-Rex. Nope. Yeah. It's yeah. not. Um, and it was directed by Sidney Pache as well. Oh, wow. I kind of want to see it now too. So. I wonder if there's a released... version out where they've just taken, somebody's just edited out all the press with Bill Cosby. Yeah. Uh, it was released October 11th, 1975. Oh, wow. Well, good on that. Very nice. Um, and the box office, in parentheses, yeah. rentals, <laughs> was 11.8 million. Okay. 
Yeah, back <laughs> back when movies were a little bit a uh, little bit cheaper, and of course, if it's just rentals, we don't yeah they don't even have yeah. the other stuff. But somebody hasn't updated that Wikipedia page is all. Uh, Roger Deber gave it three out of four stars. Okay, well, and uh, I usually Gene Siskel. Siskel. Wow, if they when they agree on something, it's usually correct. Yeah. Either if they yeah. both say it's bad or both say it's good. Yeah. Uh, you got anything? One of the highest-grossing films in of, of nineteen seventy-five. That's right. Like it was a, it was number one for like a for like six weeks here, and then like a couple of weeks earlier, where it came out, it was, and then it was something in the middle, a side adventure or something. Yeah. But yeah, it was a very big movie. I did never heard of it. I didn't. I wasn't yeah. going to a lot of movie yeah. adult level movies as a ten-year-old. Oh yeah. Well, I, I I can almost guarantee you that that it, that it did not play in Halifax. Yeah, you think so? Okay. All black cast in Halifax in the you 1970s. Think so? yeah, fair. Okay. No, I, 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 I'm picking up what you're throwing down, Steve. I'm just okay. saying. All right. All right. Um, and no, I don't have anything to plug because okay. um, yeah. I haven't yeah. recorded anything. Well, that, um, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, what do I have to plug? I have to plug uh, nothing really either. I got, I'm doing my job and you can listen to that. If you search up my name on the uh, thing and you find my lectures uh, that are podcasts uh, and he's at dark pinko and I'm at deep Broadback. Yes. Listen to us weekly. If you'd like and talk about this or even listen to us monthly, talk about Baba black sheep, which um, yes. a show that is not on streaming anywhere, which is no. exciting because um, we could be making the whole thing up for all you yeah. all know where we've made the whole show up. Yep. Uh, and 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 uh, we found a third person who used to watch it we did and paul if you're listening paul the guy i went to high school with who's a big fan like he read the book Baba black sheep when he was 12 yep. years old and i said yep. oh you'll you'll fit in just fine if you want to be if yep. you want to come on yeah so if you're listening paul uh just saying yeah. we want you to come on the show um get a con you get in contact with uh old yeah, dr talking we'll talk talking we'll um we, we pay give, nothing give you 23.75 23.75 we got a sucker rate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's hear some commercials from 1975 and pay special attention to Joe Garagiola telling you to buy, and you, you won't see it, but the, the red crock pot and he's wearing a red polo shirt in the ad. Yep. It's yep. beautifully 1975. Yeah. All right, Steve, I'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. All right. See you. Bye. Dear sirs, I have never written to any company before, but I just had to let you know how great tone soap with cocoa butter is. Even when you wash your face with tone, it leaves your skin feeling soft, smooth and moist. Plus, the smell is great. It's just everything it's advertised to be. Thank you for Tone Soap with Cocoa Butter and Moisturizers. Mrs. Marilyn Singsheim, Helenville, Wisconsin. Tone, the soap with Cocoa Butter and Moisturizers. It's the one on your mind. It's the one of a kind. A Milky Way bar. Luscious and good. So wherever you're going, you're never out growing. Your love for the taste of a Milky Way at work, rest or play. Milky Way, Milky Way. All these coffee makers look alike, but look closer at the Sunbeam Coffee Master Coffee Maker. Sunbeam's unique brewing system heats all the water to the correct temperature before brewing. Sunbeam's stainless steel tank makes its coffee pure and clean tasting. Works with or without paper filters. Get your kind of coffee. Get a Sunbeam Coffee Master coffee maker. Winnie the Pooh 
His name couldn't go on just any kid's clothes. Our new holiday collection had to have Sears exclusive permapressed fabrics for long wear and easy care with strong seams, color-coordinated good looks, a comfortable just-right fit, and very sensible prices. Who rated quality? For boys and girls sizes 3 to 6X, girls 7 to 14, only in the children's store at Sears. America's lowest priced car? Show me America. America's lowest priced car is the economical AMC Gremlin. Honest. Did you look older than your husband? I thought I looked older than Philip. I didn't like it. Neither did he. I suppose every man likes his wife to look her best. Probably makes him feel more attractive. A good friend finally shared a secret with me. The secret of Oil of Olay Beauty Lotion. Younger looking women around the world know its beautiful benefits. Skin drinks in Oil of Olay. Pure moisture, tropical oils, and emollients soothe away dryness. The dryness that accents wrinkles. So those little lines that can make you look older are less noticeable. Women our age soon look their youngest. Smooth it on every morning. Never greasy. Marvelous under makeup. And again every night. So you may look your youngest. How nice for your husband. And for you. So you may look your youngest. Share the secret of Oil of Olay at your drugstore. When you choose a slow cooker, be sure you get the real thing. The original rival crockpot. The last word in slow cooking. Good things like stews, roasts, chicken, meatloaf. No sticking, stirring, or timing because the rival crockpot heating element is wrapped around thick stoneware and it cooks from the sides and it cooks all day for about three cents. Insist on Rival's Crockpot, the original slow stoneware cooker. People love the flavor of parquet margarine. But when we ask them to try Squeeze Parquet, they're a little unsure about it. But in no time at all, they find out how Squeeze Parquet makes cooking so quick and easy. How it's creamy for spreading, but flows over hot foods and a lot of other ways to enjoy it right at the table. But what usually impresses people most about Squeeze Parquet margarine is the flavor. The flavor says Parquet. an advertising agency that works on parquet margarine and when they asked me to write about squeeze parquet I was a bit skeptical I knew it would be good on hot foods but what about cooking so I tried it and you know it really is a lot quicker and easier in fact squeeze parquet margarine does almost everything easier than any other margarine and the flavor well the flavor says parquet anyway now I use squeeze parquet all the time I love it so much that Kraft asked me to do this commercial Nowadays, to serve breakfast sauces to a bunch like this, you got to be rich or smart. Well, you're smart to buy Swift Premium Brown and Serve. There's more meat to eat. Look at here. Start with equal weights of ordinary sausage and brown and serve. After cooking both, pour off waste grease. And look, brown and serve give you over 35% more meat to eat. And a terrific taste. Swift Premium Brown and Serve. More meat to eat.
The dog show was a disaster. When my little dog collected first prize, my wrinkly pantyhose collected the booby prize. Was my face red? But now I wear legs. Legs have memory on. It stretches out, it stretches back to fit beautifully. She's got legs. Our legs fit your legs. They hug you, they hold you. They never let you go. Twas the holiday season and Mom was busy as could be baking chocolate chip cookies from a new recipe. Pillsbury's Best Flour gave the Toll House cookie recipe a holiday flavor. From one basic dough, you can make eight different kinds of delicious Toll House cookies with cinnamon, candy, nuts, and fruit. If you like Toll House cookies, you'll love this new holiday recipe, only in specially marked sacks of Pillsbury, the idea of flour. You never saw a shaver, blade, or electric that will do this for you. This is the Shave Master Groomer from Sunbeam, the shaver that gives you more than a shave. It adjusts to groom your beard, mustache, keeps you neat between haircuts, and gives you a clean, close shave with both holes and slots. Here, in Sunbeam's thinnest shaving head ever, get the groomer, the Shave Master Groomer from Sunbeam. then freeze-dried to lock in all that fresh perk flavor. When you remove the ice, you still have fresh perk coffee, but in little chunks that look and smell like ground roast and taste fresh perked. You have Taster's Choice freeze-dried coffee, regular and green label decaffeinated. Both taste fresh perk because both start fresh perked. Okay, where's, where's my fucking mouse pointer? There it is. Okay. <laughs> I, should, I should leave that part in. Where's my fucking mouse pointer? Peggy? Pizza House! 